Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All Saints Day always evokes very, very strong feelings. It, 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 it just is one of those things where when you hear the name or in a few moments as you see the name, you, it, it just touches you right, right here. For me in my life, when I read Revelation 7, I feel some of that as well. There's something bigger, something grander, something more going on in the world than just what I can see and feel and touch and taste. I'm reminded by God's own promises and by the lives of the people that have gone on before us that God is good, that heaven is before us, and that each day is a day we're called to hope and a confidence in Jesus. Last week, my wife and I got away for a little bit of time. It was actually the first time of, of really getting away since the middle of March. And I don't know if that's because I'm a controlling German Lutheran pastor or it just didn't work out in our calendars or we couldn't figure out where to go, but eventually we drove to southern Utah. We ate in the restaurants. We were told that if you came from California, you needed to wear a mask. But if you were a guest in a business, it really didn't matter, which was very interesting to us. We were in great wide open spaces. The sky was an amazing blue. After the wind and the cold weather had kind of worked its way through southern Utah and southern, uh, northern part of Arizona, we were able to let our hair down and relax just, just for a moment. One of the places we went is before you on the screen, and, and that is Bryce Canyon National Park. It's at 9,100 feet. It's a place I'd never been before. It was wide open space. The only thing on the side of the road outside of a few tourist attractions were the, 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 the mule deer and the critters in the fields. As I stood over looking at amphitheater, I, I didn't have the feeling of how, how, how great this is or how wonderful, but had the overwhelming sense of how small I truly am. How little my opinions really matter, how little who I vote for really matters. One little man, one little life, one little human being living in one enormous universe, a universe that is governed by the God who could make hoodoos and could make them as uniquely beautiful as He made each and every one of us. Honestly, the enormity of that vista led to the feeling of smallness for me. And don't ask me why, but for some reason, it was very therapeutic. It was very kind of calming and mellowing. As I said, the sky was a, a beautiful blue. There wasn't a cloud anywhere to be seen. There weren't that many people. But the reflection and the calmness and the lack of intensity 
was super good for my soul and for my wife's soul and for our time together. That picture and what I feel in my heart and what I hope I lead you to feel and think about for a few moments this morning is going to stand in stark contrast to probably everything you will hear the rest of today, tomorrow, Tuesday, and Wednesday. For much of life, maybe for all of life in the 21st century, we're persuaded to believe in the myth that we are the center of everything, that our choices, our decisions, our votes are the most important thing, and that all of our needs and all of the bigness of our lives will be handled and met with the importance that it deserves if we simply vote and make the right choice. Commercial after commercial on television reinforces that idea. Radio and social media remind us that human choice of the individual is sovereign and immutable and we are powerful and the meaning of life exists in the decisions that we make as the center of our own universe. I do what I want to do when I want to do it with the resources I have. I am at the center of the universe. I am big. Maybe the reason why we didn't disconnect and get away until last week is that God knew that we needed that feeling of smallness to proclaim a message of the bigness of God before the election of the President of the United States of America. Because both of our scripture readings today fly in the face of a man-centered worldview. And make no mistake about it, we are fighting tooth and nail, day by day and bit by bit for Christians to maintain and to push a Christian worldview that defines what is valuable and what is true and what is beautiful. And God in Christ at the center of the universe rather than me or you or any king, monarch, autocrat, president, senator, or whatever. The words of John from Revelation chapter 7. After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every tribe, every nation, every people, every language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Ugh! Don't be afraid because your worldview revolves around your Savior and not around anything else. And if it doesn't, then listen to what I have to say for the next two hours. <laughs> or ten minutes. All Saints Day is the best day 
to preach and proclaim the goodness of God before the election of the President of the United States of America because we are reminded how small we are and how big and vast is the love of God for us in our Lord Jesus Christ. On a day that in a week that is painful for some and joyful for others and for so many others there's an ambiguous in between. We are reminded that there is a bigger reality and a bigger picture going on here that is received through faith in Jesus Christ. Through the word of God I am reminding you today as your pastor, as someone who loves you and as someone who's walked in this community for over 30 years that there is more going on in Jesus and with Him in the center of the universe than those who don't know Christ could ever hold on to, understand, or perceive. The Scripture reminds us today from Revelation chapter 7 that all things revolve around Jesus Christ. The Lamb who is slain is our Savior. He earned that place at the center. He was not elected to the center. He was... He paid for the center. He paid for the throne with His blood. The greatest decision regarding justice that was made about your life was made in God's court with your advocate, Jesus. He, in His death and execution, delivers hope and life and release from sins, removal of guilt and covering from shame. He elected us to be in the crowd of those with white robes, not masks, together not distanced, and in the community that sings one song, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Heaven and earth are full of His glory. Power and honor and wisdom and dominion and strength are His. And it will be the Lutherans in that song that will be singing in beautiful four-part harmony because that's who we are and that's how we roll. There's a bigger reality Ask us who know and live in it now. Ask us who cling to hope and to a promise. Ask those who hope in the Lord and see something bigger. See the smallness of humanity and the bigness of our Lord. All Saints Day is a good day to be remembered. That A good day to remember that for every person sitting in a church today, that all of God's saints are gathered in worship around the throne. Forty-one from our congregation who are there right now who followed the Lord saw a bigger sense of faith and life than just here and now and now have what we hope for, the presence with God for them in heaven. All Saints Day the saints of God gathered here this morning, gathered on our digital platform. We all hold on to something bigger and eminently better than what we see and hear on this spinning ball of earth day by day. Saints of God who value a belief system and a worldview that is almost categorically opposite than the values of the little world that we live on and live in.
In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus preaches the greatest sermon ever preached. He didn't need a speaker and a sound system. He didn't need a video thing. He didn't even need a pulpit. Matter of fact, Matthew writes that when Jesus, when he saw the crowds, he sat down. Because that's what a good rabbi would do is sit down and draw the people around him. And he doesn't start with a story or a joke or did you hear the one about the Lutherans that tell you to be quiet in heaven because they're the, think they're the only ones there, do you? Jesus starts with a value system. And a value system that is contrary to the Romans, to the Herodians, to the local powers that be. He provides a, 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 a system of thinking and being and doing that transforms every part of life because it removes humanity from the center and puts Christ at the core. Matthew records that Jesus puts this worldview before him, before the people that day in these words. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I was sad that I couldn't share this live with the congregation. My little grandson was baptized yesterday. How appropriate is that? A great, 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 great grandson of Lutheran immigrants who came to the States in 1842 from religious persecution in Germany. Came not to become rich, which no one ever did except my Uncle Hubert, but came because they saw something bigger in the United States of America, the freedom to be able to worship with the confession of Christ that was everything to them. How appropriate it is that crew Timothy Klinkenberg was baptized into something bigger on Reformation Day 2020. He is in that crowd of saints, all who have been baptized into Christ. Picture taken by one of my friends sent to me right after the service who said, I can't stop crying. What a powerful, powerful thing. Crew, neither crew nor his grandfather were baptized into the center of the universe. But in baptism, along with all the saints, he was attached to Jesus and connected to the center of all things by the one who redeemed him by his body and blood. And so crew is baptized, as you and me are, into a value system. 
and into a worldview and a way of looking at things that the world looks at and says, you got to be the dumbest people I have ever seen. You're all a bunch of sheep, you crazy Christians. We say, no, we are not sheep. But we belong to the Lamb who is at the center of the throne. And the things that are important to you, world, like power and manipulation and deceit and control, we value a poverty of spirit. We value those who mourn. We value meekness. We value a hunger and thirst for righteousness. We value purity of heart. We value peace and those who make it. We value times where it's not easy for us because we find resiliency and strength in those times of persecution. We rejoice in the bigness of God and the smallness of humanity. And so our call as Christians is to the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom of comfort, a kingdom of transcendent peace, an inheritance and satiation delivered in the righteousness of Jesus. We live in a kingdom of mercy. We live in a kingdom where we see God in our community. And we are children of the Lamb who sits on the throne and members and heirs of a kingdom that's infinitely bigger than what is seen on our small earth. Paul reminds us in the book of Ephesians something important to hold on to this week, maybe more than any other week for a long, long time. And that is that God has put everything under the feet of Jesus. He is big. We are small. He is eternal. Our lives are passing. He is our Savior. And we, well, we belong to Him. We are His. Our whole lives are in His care. And this morning we, we rejoice that He calls us what we are and what He has made us. We are all His saints. Amen. Amen.